Welcome to Success Hackers, cracking the entrepreneurial code, the podcast that's focused on empowering entrepreneurs to find the edge and take their business to a whole nother level. We're peeking behind the curtain to learn entrepreneurial shortcuts and success strategies from the most successful entrepreneurs on the planet. Get ready for mind-blowing entrepreneurial tips with your host, high-performance business coach, keynote speaker, and author, Scott Hansen. Showtime in three, two, one. Success Hackers Cracking the Entrepreneurial Code number 12. Success Hackers is brought to you by Meet Advisors, empowering business through advice. Scott Hansen here, my fellow entrepreneurs, I hope you are ready to crush it today and live the life you are meant to live, be extraordinary, and play big in both your life and business. It's about getting out of your comfort zone and into your strength zone. Today, our featured guest is Ms. Jolene Moody. Jolene, are you ready to rock? <laughs> I guess that's a yes. Yes, it is. Awesome. Jolene Moody has been speaking professionally across the country for the past 16 years to over 20,000 people. As a former TV reporter and anchor for 10 years, she knows firsthand what it's like to present powerfully, timely, and with great integrity. She's had all kinds of seminars from all kinds of cities and states across the country, and she's had the likes of Lindsey Wilson and Morgana Ray on her stage. As a certified strategic interventionist with Robbins Madonna Center in California, Jolene understands how fear can play a huge role in stunting our growth. With practical tools and powerful teachings, her knowledge and skills have turned even the most introverted business owners and leaders into dynamic and life-changing speakers. She has been the keynote for national organizations like the American Red Cross, Go Red for Women, and various branches of the government in New York State. She is an award-winning journalist and has been recognized as Central New York's go-to speaker coach, making the front cover of today's CNY Woman. In addition, she is an accomplished published author, her book is entitled Memoirs of Normalcy, Journey from Sedentary to Extraordinary. She wrote it for people that feel stuck and hopeless. She wants them to know that there is always a path to take to move forward, upward, and onward, no matter who they are, where they come from, or how old they actually are. Change is possible anytime. Jolene Moody, welcome to Success Hackers. It is great to have you. Wow, to hear you read all that, I'm like, gee, I've done a lot. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. Jolene, I gave Hacker Nation just a little bit of background of who you are, but would love for you to share more about you and the biz. Oh, my gosh. Well, first of all, I loved your intro before my intro because the journey of an entrepreneur is so unique and it can be so very exciting. And it's also like anything, it has its challenges. And I put that out there because whether people are choosing to make the decision to move into the land of running their own business or to step it up a notch, no matter where they are, if they're in a place right now where they're working a job and they're thinking about it, or they're in that place where they want to take the step up, there are challenges all the time everywhere. There are always uncertainties all the time everywhere. So what I would say about me is when I made the choice to go into business, I didn't know that. 
And it was definitely something I learned. And I'm in my fifth year of business and it's at a point now where I recognize it's almost like you can see them in the distance, like someone's throwing a ball at you and you can see it getting bigger and larger as it comes at you. You know you're about to be faced with a challenge, but you become more seasoned and more conditioned on how to handle it. Mm. You know, so, um, you know, spending 10 years in the field of broadcast journalism gave me more tools than I ever thought I would ever need as an entrepreneur. The primary tool being communication and being very prepared for the unexpected. Couldn't agree with you more. What you just said <laughs> is being prepared for the unexpected. You know, I, that's one of the traits. It's one of the bones you have to have as an entrepreneur. You got to be able to be flexible. You got to be able to be nimble. You have to take what's working one day as we'll get into here in a minute in your personal journey and be able to shift on a dime to really follow your passion. Speaking of passion, passion is such a key ingredient to being successful. I always say here on the show that once you find that one thing that calls to you, it really doesn't even feel like work. You just you feel that you're actually swimming with the current versus going against it. Why does passion play such a huge, important role in your life and business, Jolene? I think, Scott, that once we discover, and there can be many passions, and I know it can frustrate people sometimes, but once we discover, hey, I dig this, I'm enjoying this, I want to play more in this, that's the space where our life really begins to shift. Because what happens, in my humble opinion, is we are brought into a culture and a world where everything is kind of designed and set up for us. We're robotic in a way. We respond to the culture's norms and rules. And we do basically what we think we're supposed to do. And if we try to step outside of that to follow a passion, to follow a desire, to explore, people become very uncomfortable with that. And Um, Some of the listeners right now, maybe even you, I know I can certainly relate to this happening where I have sat in front of somebody. It was my brother. And I said to him, listen, I'm going to start my own business. I want to be a speaker and I want to write more and I want to be a coach. And I remember him saying to me, I showed him my very first website. Which, by the way, was a subdomain. It w- there wasn't a search engine in the universe that could have found it. <laughs> it was like webs.jolene.com. <laughs> but I had one. And I was showing him the website and he said to me, you can't do that. And I said, well, why not? And he goes, I don't know. You just can't. And that was mm. my first realization that, that many, many people, the majority of the people in our culture are extremely uncomfortable with folks like you and I and your listeners that are willing to crack the code or step out of the norm to do things that satiate their desires within. So that's why it's so key because once you decide, I'm going after this, I want to play and explore in this space, that's when everything changes. That's when you can stand and look at your Jack Canfields and your Scott Hansons of the world and go, wow, if he can do it, if Jolene Moody can do it, I can do it. What a great piece of advice. What a great golden nugget or even a success hack, which is you were up against it. My God, your own sibling told you that ain't going to happen. What kind of, what is this thing called a website? Who do you think you are to go from this recognized journalist, someone that probably looked up to in your home state, and now you're going to go do this thing called coaching and speaking and writing? Who do you think you are? Yeah, it's it's really a shock to people, Scott, because again, we are so conditioned and it's nobody's fault. It's not an accusation or a judgment to those that bring us up in our life. It's the way we're conditioned to believe things. You go to school, you go get a trade or take the family business over or go get a job. 
And that's what you do. I remember it was probably about a year and a half ago. Someone in my community sent me a Facebook message through my business page and he had seen a lot of my marketing. And last year I did tons of marketing on um, the truth about your coaching and consulting business and why you're not making money. And one of the things I teach is how to generate a five figure payday after a speaking engagement. And so it's very evident from my marketing that I'm very happy and comfortable with my work. And the beauty of it is I can work. And I also have time with, with my husband and my daughter and my, my passions, which are theater and playwriting and being an author. And he didn't, he didn't know how to respond to this. But basically, he was telling me that the work I wanted to do, that if it was this uh, valuable and powerful, that I should do it for nothing. And meanwhile, he's struggling in a corporate job. He says he's about to retire and he and his wife don't have a retirement and that it's unfair that I do this work. Mm. That was a huge trigger for me. And I had to really breathe into that for a few days because it, but it, it made me realize that's the, the minimal space that so many people exist in. They're not willing, as you said in your intro, to step out and be brave and step into that uncomfortable space to make change, but just stay strong and move forward and do it anyway. Yeah, I love the attitude. It, and that's what it is. It's an attitude. And I know in the beginning when you're maybe stepping outside the herd, outside the normalcy, outside what everybody else is used to doing. Like you said, you go to school, you get a good job, and then you work at that job. Or now with nowadays, you know, you, you jump jobs every two or three years, and then you retire when you're 65. And when you do something like you're doing, you're breaking free from the herd, and you're following your passion, and you're doing something that excites you, and then it just glows, you're going to get some pushback. And my God, if I look back at that situation, I'm assuming that gentleman probably is in the exact same boat he was whenever he brought that up to you and you're doing some huge things. Well, yeah, absolutely. And the eye-opening piece of it is he's an example of 80% of our culture. It's it, it's our responsibility to put ourselves in the space we want to be. Bottom line, end of story. Mm -hmm. Nobody told him that he had to stay there for 30 some odd years. Every day is a choice. And that eventually was my response to him. I made this choice. I made this choice to leave my job in journalism to fill my needs and desires so I could better serve the people around me. That was my choice. And it was my choice to make the kind of money that I do. And it's my choice to step out on stage. It was your choice to do this. And it's not, I tell you, I was triggered. I, I had to breathe because, you know, it's about teaching in the most gentle way possible. And I was at that moment, it was a very teachable moment for him. So I got a gift because I recognized again how many people really want to close themselves off from possibility. And he got a gift because he realized he finally got a message, one would hope, that you have a choice in every stinking second. Hmm. If there's something you don't love, don't do it. Now, if there's people out there going, that's great, Jolene, you make it sound so easy. Look, I went through the pain too. I had to go through the, a huge risk to leave a very comfortable job. I got free cable. <laughs> My husband's a huge baseball fan. He was like, you're going to do what? <laughs> you know, and I had a cozy retirement and I basically walked away from all of that. There is such a small percentage that does that because they can't see 200 feet in front of them. 
and I can speak to this as well, when you ultimately make that leap, you have to make it with both feet. You have to go all in. You can't jump in with just dangling your toe and putting your toe in the water. If you're on the fence and you want to make it over to the entrepreneurial side and you've always wanted to open up your own bakery, call it, but you don't know how and you're afraid and what's going to happen, just do it. Figure out a way to just do it because at the end of the day, two years, three years, five years are going to go by anyways and you're going to be two years three years, five years older, and you're going to be that much more frustrated if you didn't go for your dreams back then. So I think, Jolene, your message is consistent with my message, which is it's going to take maybe a little bit of money. It's going to take maybe uh, some planning for sure. But at the end of the day, those years are going to go by anyways. Imagine looking back on those two, three, five years and say, my God, I went for my dreams because here's what I know. When you're in that rocking chair and you're sipping that sweet tea, do you want to have regret of what you could have, would have, should have done? Or do you want to say, I went for it and I pursued my passion? This is what I mean by the 5%. So I, I didn't have a plan. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was that risky. All I knew was I didn't want to be here, but I wanted to be here. And as far as the money, I had to sit down with my husband and we had to design what it would look like if my income suddenly disappeared. So what I did, I'm a very, very brave chick. And I think it's benefited me in my work with other people and obviously in my business because you kind of become conditioned to taking risk. I took my retirement and I paid my bills off with my retirement. And now people, you know, that's their future. Me, I looked at it like this. I don't even know what my future is. Mm. And I can figure this out because when someone pulls the, the floor out from underneath you, you either have to start flapping your wings or you sink. Right. And, and honestly, that's what it is. You can put anybody in a precarious situation. They're going to go ha- left or right. And the reason people don't step into that is because we're so trained to focus on the negative, then that, that's what we do. We start focusing on, well, the what ifs and the lack. And I'm, you know, so we choose that miserable comfortableness. So the comfortable job, because it's predictable over what life can really be. And people like you and I step out and go, we want to shake them and go, listen, there's, you weren't put here just to exist. You know, so I said to my husband, here's the deal. I'll pay off my bills if you just pay the mortgage. So we we figured out how to make it work. And here's the message I want to deliver. There's always, 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 always a way. It may not be the way you think it should look like or you want it to look like, but every single person listening to this right now has survived so far. They've managed their struggles somehow, some way. Just take the leap. It'll open up. Awesome. I love this saying, which is build the wings on the way down, right? <laughs> Absolutely. You, you know, I mean, it's like any situation you put yourself in, it's either sink or swim. And innately, we don't want to sink. It's just the fear we have around it, Scott, again, was put in our minds, was created by our culture, by our family by our brothers and sisters, by our coworkers, by our friends that tell us you can't do that. And it's not because they don't believe in you. It's because they can't have it either and they can't possibly understand what you're doing. I still have friends that don't understand. I've had one, one friend send me a message like, oh, the school district is looking for this. And I respond with, I'm not sure I can handle a full-time job while running a full-time business. What I do, what you do, what entrepreneurs do is so unique. And the reason I get so on fire and passionate is because there isn't a single thing in this world that any listener right now cannot pull off. There isn't a single thing. People overcome hurdles and obstacles every day. 
You know that movie Boyhood? Of course. That movie was filmed over a 12-year period, and I just read an article about how the director pulled that off. And every single person in Hollywood told them, nobody does it this way. You can't do it this way. This is wrong. And look what happened. Mm, It's great. Great. So we have a segment on the show, Jolene, called The Light Bulb Moments. Share a moment when you knew that you were onto something big. It wasn't a dream anymore, but your business actually became a reality, an actual successful endeavor. Do you remember a time when that happened? It was the first time I put on my own event and I made phone calls to get people in that room. And at the end of the day, I managed to close $45,000 in sales. Wow. (laughs) And I thought, oh my God, that was like a hair more than what my salary was in news. And I realized, wow, these people believe in me. And it was a huge wake up moment, you know, and and that that was a really good year for me because that was the year that I didn't really have to um, make phone calls to get speaking gigs. People were reaching out to me and people were calling me saying, I've been referred to you by and so and so told me and I'd hang up the phone and honest to God, I'd cry. Like, oh my gosh, I, I did something. And, and what the reason I was able to do it is every single day I did two things. Every day I took an action, whether it netted a result in that moment, and I had faith. And there were days, Scott, when I would just, nobody would call me. Nobody would respond to my emails or my letters. Um, no one was looking for me. Or I'd get a client and then they'd dump out on me. There's always going to be darkness. But there's darkness no matter where you go. Mm. You know, you, when, when you step into this new space, the, the thing you have to embrace is how brave you are. And while you're doing your work, the gift you're giving other people because you're showing up brave, you're showing them the possibility in their own lives. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's so profound, Jolene, because again, I mean, it's spot on. When you are on the path, when you are on the journey, it's that thing that I talked about in the intro, which is you don't even feel like you're working as much. I mean, you're working a lot, right? But you're building something, you're creating something. When all that happens, I don't know how it works, but I know that the universe sort of starts putting the right people and the right opportunities and the right things, things that you never even thought were out there. What a great piece of advice and a great success hack. I want to learn about a time now that's maybe not as a sexy of a topic, but it's called the fail forward stage. Mm. I got one. I got one. Okay. Well, take us back to a specific time or event in your entrepreneurial endeavor when you failed, but you failed forward, took that failure and actually used it as fuel to your success fire. I hired a coach that was the worst coach in all of the land. This will happen. Sometimes we will engage with a mentor and we're not a match for that mentor. And I want to make it very clear. She's helped many, many, many people. This is why being a match is so crucial. But her style was extremely aggressive. And actually what it did is it it didn't inspire me. It depressed me. And I thought that the best thing I could do for myself was to stick it out to prove that I could make it through. Anyway, I put an event on on the other side of the country before the event happened before I got on a plane. It was in California and I'm in New York. I had to break up with this mentor and it was the most difficult thing to do because per the advice of my current mentor and very, very close friends, they said, don't tell her she sucks. Don't tell her that she's destroying you. Just tell her, be you show up on top, be humble, show up with integrity because she had offered me an out. She said to me, you know, if you can't handle the program was how she, she worded it. And my ego of course was like, I can handle it. woman. <laughs> it's you. I can't handle right. it. 
So instead, I just the next day when we when we were on Skype to do our session, I said, you know what, I can't handle it. And I appreciate the out and I got out. And what that showed me that failing forward was you don't have to show up if you're tired and exhausted and it doesn't feel right. But the biggest gift I got was how not to coach. Mm. How not to coach. You don't coach with aggression. You don't coach um, by forcing people into things or doing things without their knowledge or permission. And when I went to that event in California, I had asked her to be on my panel and live on my stage. And it was the most difficult three days of my life. I was also on live stream. And there were like 350 people watching me. So I had to put on a show, you know, because there was so much animosity for this woman. And I still wanted to show up in integrity. And the interesting part is I missed my flight. I somehow scheduled my flight wrong, like for the, a month later instead of the day I was supposed to go home. And ended up spending the night in Chicago. And I wanted nothing more than to go home because the process from when I started that event, hired this coach to having the event was an excruciating three months, but every single step was necessary. Every single painful piece, filling the room, dealing with her, the live stream not going up on time, having her on my stage, her being very negative on my stage, all of it taught me how to stand better in integrity, be kind, be compassionate, and be a really kick-ass coach. It's amazing that you bring that up, which is so profound because a lot of times on the show, we talk about getting mentors and the importance of getting mentors. And I love how you stretched it to a whole nother level, which was, I had a mentor, I had a coach, but we didn't mesh. We were in the same business, but we didn't mesh. And I could have stayed with her because she was successful and maybe the contacts and all that. But at the end of the day, when you put your head on the pillow at night, you didn't feel good about who you were becoming and who you were surrounding yourself with, which is such a huge Success hack, if you have someone that you're in business with, whether you have a coach, a mentor, a business partner, whoever, it's so, yeah, a client, exactly, to just talk it out. We're just meant not to be together, and that's okay because you know where you're going, she knows where she's going, and if you guys don't marry, that's okay. Yeah. You know, and, and for any coaches out there, any any business owner that has that has to engage with a client, my accountant shared a story with me yesterday. If it doesn't feel good, let it go because sometimes it becomes about the money. And when something like this happens, that's another lesson for you where you realize, wow, it's not about the money all the time. You know, you want to work with people that honor and value you all the time. Great stuff. Great stuff. The premise of the show, Jolene, is to not only empower current or would-be entrepreneurs, but to really also share certain shortcuts or what we call hacks and how they might be able to get to their success quicker. If someone's listening, they're saying, man, I want to be a coach. I want to be a speaker. Is there maybe one or two things that you can suggest that they do so that one day they can make $45,000 in a matter of a few hours speaking from stage? Number one, ask. Ask, 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 ask. When I decided to become a speaker, I was still in television. I met with a woman. I had covered a story, and she was on the stage there. I thought she was like a big deal in California because I think that's the perception we get that all big speakers or coaches are out on the West Coast. Interviewed her and intentionally asked her 50 questions that had nothing to do with the news story. It had everything to do with, how did you get started? I asked her all these questions and bought a book. And in her book, she made a recommendation, and it said, if you want something, approach the person and ask them questions. Ask them for their time. And so I was very brave and I reached out to her. I'm like, you said this in your book. Can I have an hour? <laughs> and 
And she gave me that hour. And so for, and she was a speaker. And so in that hour, because I asked, she gave me advice and my very first speaking opportunity and paid me a hundred bucks, which is small bones now compared to what people can actually earn on a stage. So just ask. And you know, the beautiful thing about asking is people will gift you with things that are going to move you further. So that's the number one piece of advice is it also um, really strengthens your brave muscles. All your life as an entrepreneur, you're going to have to ask for things. You're going to have to ask for letters of recommendation, for signatures, for conversations, for rooms, for help, for guidance, all of it. And sometimes you pay for it and sometimes you don't. And in the beginning, I didn't have a dime. I didn't have a website. I just had a strong desire. So don't be afraid to ask. If you see somebody across the room and you want to know more about them, just say, hey, can I buy you lunch? I would love to know how you got started. Just 30 minutes of your time, I would be so humbled. Fantastic. So find someone in your space. Go ask. You don't know. It's kind of like going up to a woman in a bar or a guy. In my case, when I was single, I always used to say, you know what? The worst thing she could say if I ask her out is what? No. Is no. <laughs> Good thing I heeded that advice when I met my wife because, I, ironically enough, I met her at a bar and I took my own <laughs> advice and I did ask her out and now we're married. So, And it's the same thing when you're trying to do something different. Find someone that's in your space and ask. Here's a secret is the fact that, you know, if you're that afraid in the beginning, know that the more you can, it's called habituation, the more you condition yourself to the things you're afraid of, the less afraid you become of it. Now, I have no problem whatsoever approaching people or picking up the phone. I had plenty of apprehension in the beginning, but I knew intellectually, if I continue to do this, it will get easier. And when you hear people out there that say, oh, I'd love to have what you have. I'd love to have this. I'd love to be a speaker, a coach, a business owner, da, da, da. They want the success, but they don't want to do the work. Or when they step into it and discover, oh my gosh, this takes a lot of work. They don't want to do it. If you have a really good mentor that's going to kick your butt into gear and remind you day in and day out, asking is the most powerful thing you can do. You don't need a card. You don't need a website. I got speaking gigs without either of those when I started because I approach people. Can I talk? Fantastic. Such good stuff. Jolene, we are going to enter what we call the randomness round. It's like putting you on the success hackers version of the hot seat. Yay! Whatever, <laughs> whatever comes to mind, just answer it. So Jolene Moody, are you ready for the randomness round? Yes. Best advice you've ever received? Understand that it's a journey. It's not about a destination. What's a daily habit that you do sometime throughout the day that puts you in a great frame of mind? Every morning, I journal three to six pages, and I also journal what I am grateful for, and I look forward to the opportunities that the day will bring. You now own a time machine. I want you to travel back in time to when you were 25 years old again. What advice would your current self give your 25-year-old self? Put the damn cigarette down. <laughs> Awesome. What's the one trait that you have that's contributed to your success? I'm extremely brave and I'm a risk taker. What's a hidden talent that you have that most people may not know about you? Oh, I love this question. I can sing like you wouldn't believe. We've had one other person come on the show thus far and belt out a tune. So anytime someone comes out and says, Damn it. my talent <laughs> is I'm a good singer, I think I, along with the rest of Hacker Nation, 
would love to hear a little song. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. That wasn't even like the musical. It was a birthday song. So last question of the randomness round. When your life is near the end, what do you want your legacy to be? I want people to recognize how brave and excited I was to try every single passion and desire that existed within me. Well, Jolene, this has been absolutely incredible. Thank you so much for sharing these awesome success strategies and hacks with Hacker Nation and belting out the happy birthday song. (laughs) (laughs) Where can our listeners find out more about you and your business? I would love if they would visit me at JoleneMoody.com. There are three E's in my name. So it's J-O-L-E-E-N like Nancy E and then Moody like Miserable. Hacker Nation, make sure to head over to SuccessHackers.net for this episode's show notes and recap from today's incredible interview with Jolene along with other really cool resources that we have on the site. And also don't forget, leave a review and a five-star rating. You can do this by going to successhackers.net, clicking on the iTunes tab and clicking subscribe to the show on the iTunes page. By doing this, you will allow the show to grow and in turn allow us to impact more people from across the globe. You can also follow me and the show on Twitter at scotthanson 1210 at Scott Hansen 1210. This is Scott Hansen saying thanks again for listening to another episode of Success Hackers. Until the next show, go out and live with passion.